Hello, Russell here. This is a free excerpt of my podcast, Under the Skin, that's available in full from Luminary. This one is with Katie Mack, a theoretical astrophysicist and cosmologist, talking about the very nature of physical reality. If you want to subscribe to Luminary, you can get a subscription for as little as two ninety nine a month with their annual plan, plus a seven-day free trial to get started. Visit luminarypodcast.com to start your free trial. There's some uh, comments on the episode we did a couple of weeks ago with Dr. Philip Goff on panpsychism. Qualifio James says, panpsychism is an awesome idea to explore. I'm so glad it's getting some spotlight. You're such a gem. Thanks so much. I like to be called a gem in that way. Right365, I'm so glad this is being talked about more openly, says, and there's an extraterrestrial face. Yes, it's about time we got panpsychism <laughs> out of its closet. Are you all right there, Jen? Jen is the producer yeah. of the show. What have you been doing? <laughs> Moving stuff. Moving stuff and online dating. No, I don't have any apps. You don't have any app? No. But I understand a few people have approached you <laughs> as a result of our conversations. Yeah. Are they appropriate? No. What do you require? Chiseled <laughs> people. Any. They're, they're not chiseled enough. Any gender, any colour, but you, by God, you better be chiseled. You want people. Actually chiseled actually chiseled <laughs> so if you're thinking of asking Jenny Mae Finn for a date go look at your face <laughs> and body I like thin it doesn't have to be look at your chiseled, thin body but I am yeah you like them to be wretched not wretched you just like painfully thin <laughs> chiseled people on the very precipice of malnutrition <laughs> okay well if that's if it's you that's being described there you could be talking to Jen and remember, soon you might think this is a frivolous, light-hearted, pointless bit of chit-chat. But in a minute, you're going to be listening to an astrophysicist and cosmologist. So be grateful for some frivolity because things are going to get intense in a minute. Synthestrt says, fascinating episode and has a sort of a picture of a swirling vortex. Peter Reason he says, not just a theory of consciousness, but a perspective on the nature of the cosmos and all that is in it. That's right. That's what we offer on this pod podcast. Not just a theory of consciousness. That's no use to anybody. We want a perspective on the nature of the cosmos. Are you awake, says, uh, of of uh, speaking of panpsychism, could this explain the energy you feel in a football stadium or a concert when the crowd is at sync? Hmm. Emoji. In my humble opinion, different states of consciousness are like different radio station wavelengths, which you can tune into with the help of things like meditation. I think you're right there. Are you awake? Equals one in ten truly are. Two neurons, two nirvana. I agree with you entirely. In the bit we're including, what bit will we include, Jen? You know, the bit where you asked her, how does she, does she become super speculative? Yeah, maybe, because I think I spoke a bit there, didn't yeah. I? And her attitude towards religion and society. Jen, can I ask you honestly, do you think I'm too quiet in these podcasts and I maybe should pipe up a bit more? Yeah. You don't believe that? Cause <laughs> I can tell because you vocally changed. You think it's good that I'm quiet and listen, do you? Yeah, you don't want to be too quiet. How, yeah. Be a bit quiet but not so quiet. As, <laughs> what does it mean? 50-50. Oh, no, you're interviewing them. It has to be 70 It's got to be 70-30. Anyway, in this clip, this is much more 50-50 because we've chosen one deliberately that I'm in to, I don't know... I don't know why we have ego ego could it be the old ego is it the ego jen how would i know how would you know i mean the real ego that's causing issues <laughs> on this podcast is yours i think <laughs> using it as your own personal chisel jaw 
magnet <laughs> trying to suck out the wretched, thin, chisel-drawed oh. people of the world. The skeletal people that look like Tim Burton animation skull folk. If you are one of those skull folk, you might want to reach out to Django. Have a listen to this excerpt, ego-oriented. <laughs> if you like that, get a subscription for as little as two ninety nine a month with Luminary's excellent uh, annual plan, plus a seven-day free trial. You could listen for seven days. You think, oh, I'm not sure that I like that. I'm not sure I like that at all. Visit luminarypodcast.com to start your free trial. Remember, it's not just me. It's Karamo, Lena Dunham. Um, who else do Reza I say? Aslan. Trevor Noah, huh? Reza Aslan. Reza Aslan. Who else do I say? Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. <laughs> anyway, so thanks and listen. It's on luminarypodcast.com. Two terms and conditions do apply. All right, there are terms, there are conditions. It's in the free for all. It's not the wild west. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not no, a successful that, route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand. Under the skin. How do you discipline your mind not to get like super speculative and like, like, oh my God, reality, we only understand it. Like we're in this tiny moment of time, if there is such a thing of time mm. in this thing called space, if there is such a thing as space. And even if these things are there, they're, they're taking place within this vast 5% mm. of an even vaster 100%, 95% of which is only speculatively observable due to abstract patterning. Yeah. Doesn't that leave in... How does that affect you personally with your... Uh, personally, philosophically, I would mean, I mean, I suppose, in your attitude towards religion mm. and uh, the way that we organise societies? Just two small <laughs> yeah, questions yeah, there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess the main thing is that uh, you know you asked how i how i discipline my mind to not just sort of fly off into into speculative territory i think that i think you do have to speculate a bit when you're in my field and that's that's how you end up coming up with new ideas um but i think i think at the heart i'm a very empirical kind of person uh, i like i like things i can i can understand with mathematics and have data to support, right? I like evidence. And so I find so I find the, the concept of faith very difficult, for example, because faith is all about not having empirical evidence, right? It's about it's about experiences maybe or 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 some kind of um, some kind of speculation or or some kind of understanding that's that's more abstract, but but not hard data, right? And I'm I'm somebody who I I appreciate hard data. And I, I, I like to, to say, okay, this is what we know. These are the concrete things. Here's what we can extrapolate from that. But I find, I find faith very difficult because the idea of faith is you're supposed to not have evidence, right? You're supposed to believe. And I've never figured out how to do that, how to believe without evidence. No, I, I get very caught between those two attitudes myself. I suppose it is somewhat an acceptance of that 95% mm. that you've just described that may be on the remit not only of our sensory instruments but our very ability to conceptualize and 
only symbolically understood the way that mathematics is ultimately a cohesive language of symbols mm. and represent like that a cohesive and inter deeply interrelated set of symbols i mean like man it takes me katie to the point of where i feel like um you know like i've ha had this conversation with scientists before because and i suppose this must be the magnetism of my own um appetite for narrative but i always feel like it, it takes me to some kind of vedic inner space where mm. i think about devouring gods and goddesses and elemental forces that are interwoven mm -hmm. as just uh, like you know as just well you will never going to understand this stuff it's beyond you but it's a bit like as if there was a dragon mm. that was really really hot yeah, or yeah, yeah. there was this multiple headed thing that's existing in and out of various planes of reality I feel like human I saw on some level you know when you said like you, the moment you talked about ago you talked about sort of intuition like and the relationship between intuition and faith and and I, I, I too am sort of reluctant to like open the door to the deluge of woo woo mm -hmm. but like I feel that it's at some point, like what what is the element we are dealing with experientially what is this conscious experience that you and I and all of us presumably are having mm -hmm. you know, what is that fundamentally where does that um, where is that webbed into right. this this unknowable morass that you are mathematically examining well I mean I think you know what you said about about narrative about stories I think that's that is the 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 fundamental aspect of human nature like we we want narrative we want a story we want we need something to conceptualize all of the things that are happening right like our our experiences and and you know different uh people over time different cultures have had different narratives that that have been used and to to understand the the world around them and and when those are useful um they you know they persist right so um, you can you can find patterns in the sky and and assign to those patterns of, of in the stars um, you know stories around uh, you know uh, goddesses or whatever. But if you if you if you can then say okay, well when this constellation is rising, that's when we plant our crops because of some story. But then it actually it works to you know that's when you should plant your crops for for other reasons as well. And then you know you get into the science of it. Um, then it's useful. And for, for me, you know, the stories that, that work for me are, are mathematical ones, right? So I, we, we as physicists create narratives, create stories that are, that are mathematical constructs. And then when those work, when we can apply those and, and get a, a useful, a useful uh, result out of that, then we, then we keep using those, those stories. But, but it's not, you know, I don't think we're, we're really ever, it's not that we have, fundamental truth necessarily right like i don't i know a lot of physicists talk about like a theory of everything and getting seeing the mind of god or like you know the fundamental reality i th i think that i think that's a hard that's a big ask i think that what we're really doing is we're building tools we're telling stories mathematical stories and then we're f trying to find some that are useful that that work to you know meet, match the data but it's it doesn't mean that we necessarily have fundamental reality, and and I don't, I don't think that uh, I'm I don't have the confidence to say, you know, that we are we are finding fundamental reality. I, I think we are finding useful tools, and 
other people might have other tools that are more useful for them for for conceptualizing their lives as long as you know as long as a tool is useful to you and not hurting anybody then you know you use what resonates right well thank you for listening to this public feed that i've given you for free hope you've enjoyed it if you want to subscribe to luminary go luminarypodcast.com for as little as 2.99 a month you can uh you know you can get luminary there's loads of podcasts on here not just me but one of my favorite podcasts karamo plenty of others too there's terms and conditions but don't let them get in your way do you think michael jordan let terms and conditions get in his way do you think bodicea let terms and conditions get in help do you think margaret thatcher let terms and conditions get in that she didn't i watched the documentary recently she would have just changed the terms and conditions even if it meant crushing the mining union and possibly the working class values that had invisibly held together Britain as a nation for centuries. Under the skin. <laughs>